who is a hero? Are they the chosen one with the weight of history pushing them towards greatness? Are they the face of a revolution? Do they stare into a mob of rolling danger and stand up for what's right? Or is it something much quieter, like stepping away at the end of a story? We mark the end of the council's resurrection with an echoing clunk. The sounds of metal and wood collapsing against each other all over the world. In the days after, the citizens of the concentric states would try to find meaning in that resonance. As Stoneface and the Bob Malate squadron dropped supplies to the starving people at the bottom of the hill, the clunk meant he could rest and worry about his own sandwiches for a change. As Greg sprinted through the back alleys of Chronopolis, pursued by a posse of Warforged who had a bounty on his head and his hair, whistling his arrow in speedy blows behind him, the clunk meant he could finally stop running and go find that guy who's his husband or his boyfriend. I don't know what it is at this point. As Cole crushed two Warforged heads in a hydraulic press, the clunk meant there was a lot of scrap to clean up and a whole lot of new parts you could mod onto Alabaster. As Ubi's club walloped another crowd swarming the Antopolis coast, Ev perched on his shoulder and hollering about another flanking platoon, the clunk meant that they could both start to rebuild their homes, one above and one below the ground. And as Captain Alex resurfaced in the center of Kiko Lake, paddling as hard as she could with her elk feet, and then octopus limbs, and finally, her own hands splayed out on the shore. The clunk meant something had helped her, and she would never stop being grateful. But, even as you step away from a story that's ending, that doesn't mean that there's not more story to tell. So let's pick up right after the fight. <laughs> oh, is... I'm exhausted. Oh, oh, it's really dusty in here. <laughs> Achoo! I sneezed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was the one thing that we didn't talk about. Just dust everywhere after the council was defeated. Have we mentioned Anar's allergies before? <laughs> no. It's really ironic growing up in the forest and everything, but yeah. <laughs> so glad we're getting this great character work in the epilogue. <laughs> this is wonderful. Thank you. Um, so the council uh, in his bubble is <laughs> taken care of at the moment. So <laughs> it's like after a night out, everyone's hung over and just looking for a Denny's. <laughs> everyone's walking out. They're tired, beat up. Chad is two thirds of the size that he was. No. Just all of his ooze was kicked everywhere. He just needs a good like combo plate. Yeah. <laughs> just get some sausages in him and he goes yeah. back to regular size. Um, Brink is leaning on Inara. She's still not doing so hot after getting mind controlled for a decent amount of time. Franny is... Franny looks great, actually. She, <laughs> she loves looking this slovenly. She has, like, a Slurpee cup <laughs> filled with Undying Light Energy that she's drinking out of. And Valentine is uh, skulking around doing their Valentine thing. And the speaker is doing their best, like, scrying to figure out where the nearest diner is. I know I know there, were, there has to be someone... Just because the end of the world happened doesn't mean there's not a diner open. I mean, so they have to get eggs somewhere, really. Is there just a Waffle House next door? <laughs> yeah. You know, there was, used to be a Waffle House, but then it got turned into, uh, like, a garage for Warforks, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, don't worry, guys. I know the way. 
Ananar is going to lead them outside of the mansion and on their reconnaissance before we started this like campaign against the stronghold. Uh, we had seen a diner. Ananar remembers because I was so hungry and so jealous <laughs> and just really wanted waffles. She pulls out her map and it's just circled with a big X. Yeah. <laughs> so you try two diners like, oh, that one got that one's a propaganda station. Oh, that one's a garage now. But yes, you do find a diner that is open. What's weird is that it's the same one that you were in. Or it's like modeled after the same one that Tracy and Zayol were in. In the way that like all diners are just liminal space and like a fourth dimension. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know if Zayol had a favorite diner or if this was, if it's the same one. I don't want to get into that at, at right now. But uh, you slide in. Well, this is awkward. Uh... Inara already has a waffle in her mouth. What, what do you mean awkward? <laughs> <laughs> Inara, I want you to make a perception check. 17. All right, with the 17, the waitress comes over with a hot chocolate that's, like, overflowing with whipped cream. Oh, uh, this one's uh, from the lady all the way in the back over there. And you look up, and Adama is sitting at the corner booth. And she waves to you and goes back to eating her steamed greens and egg whites. I uh, wrinkle my nose at her plate, but then give her a, a little salute and push it between uh, Brinks and me to share. Oh, sorry. With a 17, you also see that she has a cup of cottage cheese. There, so. Oh, good. Whew. Sorry. Is there, is there like little balls of cantaloupe and honeydew in it? With a 17, you do notice there's cantaloupe. <laughs> yes. Listen, I gotta, I gotta respect the dice, even if we're doing a fun epilogue. Eric, how much green juice is she drinking? You know, they didn't invent green juice until 88, so it wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Um, after Adama waves, you hear a thump against the window in your table. And there is a bombolate that is floating there with a letter in its mouth. I open the window. Yeah, you're right. I don't I don't really feel like thinking about this. Yeah, you just push over the diner window and the bombolate floats in and has a letter in its mouth to Anara. I open it up. What does it say? As you look down to read it, you re- you see that it's all written in Thieves Count. Oh. And it says, Commander Anara, we are happy and proud of the work that you did defeating the Council of Bright and bringing the Assassin's Guild in with the resistance force of the Friends of the Champion. However, we have known that you have been aiding and abetting a member of the Council's family and someone who is working as a pawn on behalf of the Council. Unfortunately, in your time of success and pride, this is uncomfortable news, but... We can no longer keep someone who we cannot trust in the Assassin's Guild. And then it's signed just like with the dagger. I dip my finger in the hot chocolate, then pause, and then pull a pencil out of my pocket and like lick my finger instead and inscribe the symbols um, to mean understood, gratefully yours, Inara. And uh, fold it back up, put it in the Bombay's mouth and send them on their way. Uh, you try to shoot the bombolate away, but the bombolate still has its mouth open. It's waiting for something else. I use a spoon to put some whipped cream in its mouth. <laughs> it eats it happily, but then it still stays there. Does it want some sugar water? Oh. Uh, I reach down into my pack and pull out my bag of magic marbles. I put the letter inside of it, tie it up in a bow, give it a little hug. And give it to the bombolade. The bombolade 
receives the bag of marbles and the letter in its mouth and uh, runs directly back into the window. <laughs> Don't worry about that, everybody. Um, hello. And then I, I give Anima a, like a little subtle like widening of the eyes and like, okay, 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 I'm all right, fine. Anima's just like housing that cottage cheese right now. <laughs> uh, and the bombolade flutters away. Tracy Brink. smudges some bacon grease on the window so it can see it next time. <laughs> oh. Brink turns to you and says, hey, uh, what was that? Oh, I just, um, I needed to return something. And I'm a little sad about it, but it doesn't belong to me. All right, well, I mean, if you took it from somebody else, I guess that's a nice thing to do. Because, you know, you steal things. I mean, I, I I, think I did. And stealing consensually is really fun in, like, a game or something, but... How can you steal consensually? <laughs> like, you, you stole my heart. Uh, and then she puts whipped cream on your nose. What? <laughs> um, Tracy, make a perception check. Oh, oh, bud. A classic roll for a classic boy. Four. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> it's just like old times. Tracy, you Listen, look Listen, he's a war veteran. Lay off. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, you look up to the corner booth, and you're looking up to where uh, Adama was, but a golem has just sat right in the booth in front of you. So you just, you're just like, oh, I wonder where that golem gets. And then they get uh, pancakes with rocks on it. Um, Ooh, that doesn't sound good. It's very delicious. They're loving it. Candied rocks? Candied rocks. Very good. good. So you do not see Adama, unfortunately. Yeah, you guys have some time decompressing after the diner. And um, the speaker says she's going to pay for everything after she tries to split up the check between everyone. And she's like, Maria. you know, I don't want. No, this is too. I'm too tired. This is too <laughs> much. Let's let's go. Let's all go. Let's go home. I think we're all just like recapping how the battle went and celebrating each other's like badass moves and I don't know, just kind of adrenaline and then syrup high. Um, <laughs> but by the end of the meal, yeah, I think it feels like it's time to hunker down. Yeah. Uh, I think at this point, uh, while everyone's kind of milling around and figuring out, Anar, you see that Valentine gets really uncomfortable all of a sudden. And Valentine is staring right at Tracy. And they open their mouth and they make an alarm sound. The siren that uh, Warforged have were coming. Hey, Valentine, what's wrong? The siren just keeps going and they take out one of their daggers and starts walking towards Tracy. Ah, um, hi, I'm Tracy. Franny's like, oh, oh, hey, wait, 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 there's still one, there's still one left. Hold on. There's still one left here. Hey, guys. Were they there the entire time? I stepped between Valentine, Tracy, and Franny and I'm like... Guys, this is this is Tracy. What are this you talking about? This is dangerous. About? I don't know. Have they been here? Was there a cloaking device happening here? I think while all this all this is happening, while everyone is stepping forward with their weapons drawn, Alonzo recognizes you, Tracy. Like he makes eye contact with you, but it's just like way too overwhelmed by what's happening and just stares at the ground. Did you? What happened? Did you? We just. He fought alongside us. Uh, and now uh, Chad wiggles over and says, Hello, new friend. I'm so glad to see you. My name is Chad. I am a human. Hi, Chad. I'm Tracy. Hello. It's nice to meet you. I make eye contact with Tracy. Like, what? what's happening? Even the speaker now is starting to look really concerned. And she has this, like, very placid voice. And she's like, all right. I think we're all prepared for this. We all we can just fight one more. It's fine. Everyone just take a few steps back. I don't know where they came from. They might have not under be control. The council, if the council is gone, I don't, I don't know. Guys, this, 
this is... And I, I sort of look for meaning in Tracy's eyes. Like, do you know what's happening here? And I glance over at Nara and give her just like a knowing nod. Th this was our man on the inside. Our, our, our victory is is in part because of Tracy. He let us into the castle. He let us know where the council was hiding. He he told me where Alonzo was. We've been communicating. Brink is squeezing your hand really hard. I mean, Nara, I know that you trust Tracy, but that's not Tracy. I don't know what happened to Tracy during the battle, but that that Warforged doesn't have a switch. Tracy does. I look and is your switch missing? You see that his switch is still there. Um, you're right. Tracy, I just, I, I just miss him a lot. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, friend. What was your name again? I, I know you helped us and I'm, I'm embarrassed that I forgot it. But, um, what, what was your name? We had a code name, like, uh, like King of Darkness. But what is, what is your, what is your common name? Tracy, as you're looking around to all of your friends who are now, uh, pulling out their weapons, you see in the, in the background, Adama is just standing and now from the back she waves. And she disappears. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I I was um, sometimes I had to double as Tracy during the thing. Right. So um, no one knew that you were another warforged on the inside. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm Salmon. It's nice to meet you all. Um, I promise I'm not going to hurt you. I think the fact that I'm not in a heap on the floor hopefully proves that. Everyone still has their hands on their weapons, but I think no one is making any more steps towards you. And uh, the speaker says, Anara, Anara, I know that you had this whole operation happening here, but uh, just having Salmon show up is, especially after everything we've been through, it's a little startling. No, you're you're right. And I, I definitely need to work on communication. Um, I, I know that I could get better at it. I'm sorry for startling you. Uh, Salmon just really loves breakfast. So that's initially how we bonded as we were just both in the kitchen. And, and he was like, oh, I love breakfast. And I was like, I love breakfast. You and like bagels? I, sort of, I like bagels. Yeah. I like what kind of creatures do you like? I like what kind of creatures do you like? Yeah. And his name is the same as, as our friend Salmon, Chad. So I just I had a good feeling about him and, and it worked out. Chad says, I'm friends with everyone, regardless of what happened earlier. <laughs> and Freak's like, well, I'm not. Thanks, Chad, for your optimism, but I am not. Uh, I don't. It's, a, it's okay. I, you don't, I don't expect everyone to trust me immediately. Okay. Um, cool. Good. Uh, I guess I'm just going to. I'm going to wait. I'm going to stand over there. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not. I don't really want to deal with this and uh, brink. Like, steps steps away. It's okay, honey. I'm sorry. So the speaker says, well, uh, okay. Thank you for letting us know that, Anara. I guess one last scare. Uh, everyone still needs to be on their guard. And it's a good reminder that even as the council has been uh, dispatched and put back in the astral prison, we must stay ever vigilant if he or they or any other threat comes back to... Uh, once again, try to destroy the concentric states. Thank you, Inara, for that lesson you were all obviously bringing to us. Thank you. I will also say, Warforge, the Warforge were also controlled, so maybe, you know, we can we can work on building trust with our with with a, our species. An opportunity for understanding. Love that. Maybe not right now, but I I think that's a great point, Salmon. I will make a meeting for next week. Take it. Let's all take a few days. Put a pin in that it. That sounds great. Circle back. And it seems like this. Uh, Follow up. Who? What was your name again? Salmon. It seems like Salmon is the only 
warforged around and you could see uh, as you were walking around to the diner and as it's all happening you saw that there were like deconstructed fallen apart warforged just everywhere i uh give tracy's elbow a squeeze as we are walking out everyone now kind of figuring out where they're going to go. The speaker flies off. Franny steps back into her, her jewelry pouch and is like, smell you later. <laughs> uh, Valentine just kind of disappears. Chad wobbles off somewhere, off in the, his next great adventure. Join the party too. Chad's Chad. world. The legend of Chad. Oh. And uh, Brink, she's still standing off, waiting for Inara. Yeah, I, um, I turn to Tracy and say, uh, don't really know where I'm going. Do you want to like lay low for a day or two and then I can meet up with you? Yeah, I think that that um, would be good for everyone. Um, I had it back before everything, well, after everything broke bad. I had a tea shop down in Thistlefield. Oh. Um, it was really quaint. Um, Tally's still there, so I need to go check on oh, them. Oh, good. Um, they've only had tea to eat, so... That's not great. No. And Chasey stuffs some bacon into his pocket. <laughs> Cut to Tally, just like eating everything in a tea shop. But um, if you ever, you know, find yourself in, in Thistlefield, like, your 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 tea's on me. Tracy, don't... Of, of course I'll find myself in Thistlefield. Of course I'll come visit. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, okay. Great, thank you. I, um, can I come visit the, the Great Green sometime, maybe? Yeah, I I definitely want to see my family. I I don't know where we're going to end up. I I don't think I don't think we're ready to to live together, but I I don't know. I'm I think I'm going to be moving around for a little bit and I'll yeah. I'll definitely make a stop. All right. Well, I'll um I'll give some some letters to a bombolade and I'm sure they can track you down. Oh, here. And I hand Tracy the other part of Franny's coin purse and say I'll I'll ask her for another one, but you take this for now. <laughs> Thank you. Anara, you walk over to Brink and you start walking your way, and Tracy, you start heading your way up to Thistlefield. And as we start walking away, Tracy quickly turns on his heels and hugs Anara and then runs the other direction. That was the best Warforged attack I've ever weathered. <laughs> Great. Um, all right. And he so- uses an extra attack to hug her twice. Oh, Jesus no. And our encounters. Right. <laughs> Surprise <laughs> attack. attack. <laughs> hey, it's Eric. Do you ever have this moment when you're listening to a podcast? Maybe it's like a D&D podcast. I don't know. And you're so inspired by it that you decide to make a podcast of your own. And if it's a D&D podcast, I guess you'll be the dungeon master because you came up with the idea and you like doing character voices. But you need people to do it with you, like players. So you look for some other people to play with you. Maybe some guy you work with knows how to edit. Or maybe your friend from college has been doing podcasts for a little while. And you start recording in your office on the weekends. And you get some better mics. And you record in one of your players' bedrooms. And then a different bedroom. And then the podcasting stuff is going so well that you get your own actual office. And you record in that studio. And that sounds really good. So you record like 56 episodes of it. And it's so fun. And eventually, it's over. So... Get us started all again.
Welcome to the mid-roll. Is that just me? Is that a universal thing? No, I guess it's just me. Jordan the Party Season 2 alert. Yes, we are telling you what's happening. This is breaking news. We know what's happening next, and we're going to let you know. So please do not unsubscribe from Join the Party. Do not do that. There is good stuff on the way. So on December 16th, we are going to record the after party after the end of the world. So you need to give us your questions by December 16th. Two weeks from now, that's when the podcast is going to get released. So get your questions in now. In mid-January and mid-February, we are going to release one-shots with our friends that you are going to be very excited to hear. Then, on March 3rd, Season 2 begins! Yes! 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 Season 2! Yes! We are welcoming your favorite artificer, Julia Shafini, back to join the party as a full-fledged party member. Three players, one heart. We are starting a contemporary campaign. It is still D&D that has to deal with powers and cities and maybe poutine. I'm not going to say too much more, but it's going to be great. We're going to be releasing episodes every other week, just like before, and we're bringing back the after party. But this time, instead of having short after parties after every episode, we're publishing a nice chunky one every other off week. So two join the party episodes in one after party per month. Good. Good. So, stay subscribed. You can also join the Patreon so you can discuss all of this exciting new content in our Discord and make sure that you're ready for the one-shots and season two. We are so stoked and we are counting on you to help growing our audience and get people into the new campaign as we get started. Speaking of patrons whose support keeps this show going, hello to our newest patrons, Rio, Sean, Riley, Janine, Rita, and Elizabeth. You get the Discord, you get the bloopers, you get the NPC stories that I've been writing since the beginning of this campaign. Check it all out at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. We are sponsored again this week by our friends at HeroForge. This holiday season, surprise the gamers in your life with a HeroForge gift card. These cards are delivered instantly via email and can be used to purchase all of the minis on the site, both digital and physical. And you're never really going to know what mini that they're going to need, like us, as we figure out what minis we might need for our characters in the new season. Ah! Basically, go to HeroForge.com and grab one today. We are also sponsored this week by HelloFresh. These meals are simple, delicious, and flexible. They come in pre-measured ingredients to make it super simple to follow their step-by-step recipes in just about 30 minutes. So you can get out of your dinner rut with their 20-plus seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. And you can also add extra meals and add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough, yes please, to your weekly order. We just got a mac and cheese recently that was so delicious because there were so many cheeses. It was super easy to make, equally delicious as leftovers the next day, and absolutely a recipe we're incorporating into our rotation. You can get nine free meals with HelloFresh right now by going to HelloFresh.com slash jointheparty9 and using the code jointheparty9. That's nine free meals at HelloFresh.com slash jointheparty9 and using the code jointheparty9. And thank you, as always, to 27 Store in Brooklyn, New York, for supporting this episode. And I want to recommend an awesome present for the holidays out there, Clue D&D. It's Clue, but it's D&D themed, which is already great when you say it out loud. But when was the last time you actually played Clue? Because it's a board game that stands up to the test of time and also the little cousin that you're probably playing it with. 
Also, instead of figuring out a murderer, you need to sleuth out who's been replaced by a devil in disguise. That's amazing. No matter if you're getting a new board game, new dice, or you want new friends to play Magic the Gathering with, just head to 20 Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York, and get 20% off using the discount code JOINTHEPARTY, both in-store and online. To everyone who's joined us on this journey through the concentric states, thank you. We love you. And now, let's get back to the show. All right, so let's uh, let's move a little bit forward in time. Let's uh, let's take a few weeks. Let's start with Anara. So Anara, you have set back out for another adventure, another whirlwind tale for you to tell the world. Now that you don't have a job, you can kind of do whatever you want. So uh, what do you want to do? Yeah, I think I will uh, hang out with Brink in Tortopolis for a few days. I think I'll crash in that in that nice garden that I enjoyed so much, um, and then just like hang out with her and do normal things, uh, get froyo and talk, um, and ah! just not be battling. Then head over to Fidopolis. I definitely want to check in on Alonzo and Greg. So happy to see Captain Alex is alive, and I sob and take another Antopolis sailing school shirt so that I can have one for myself. And then I need to go home. I think I am going to stop into the Great Green and based on the time of year, figure out where I think my family will be and just go see them and remind myself what's waiting for me. I assume that the Great Green is pretty big. So like, what is your family collective town look like? Yeah, well, uh, we're nomadic, so we like move throughout the year and live in different places for different seasons. Um, we're part of like a, a really big clan, so like my family unit and my like immediate group of like forty or fifty people who move together, uh, we'll meet up with like the large family for our summer family reunion, and then there's like winter holidays that we get together for. So the Great Green is like, you know, where the trees grow over the road to make like a bower of trees, like a big archway. That is what the path from Fidopolis into the Great Green looks like. Um, that's where I started my journey. So it's definitely a little overwhelming to be there. I'm glad I have oatcake with me. Um, my pack is a lot heavier, <laughs> but walking down that road, it then turns into, you know, more and more forested. There's like well-worn paths that I know that might not be apparent to most people, clearings every so often, streams, and then the forest thins a little bit to the sort of like more scrub brush looking like side of a mountain. And this is where we spend spring. So it takes me about a day and a half to walk it. But eventually, hopefully, I come up on the tents and cookie clean to and fire pit and washing station that I know so well. Anara, please make a dexterity saving throw. 21. Okay. As you crest over a hill, you're getting ready. You're preparing yourself to see a family. And all of a sudden, you feel something flying towards you and you throw your hand up and you grab it and it's an orange <laughs> and then you you look up and there are like a bunch of little elves running around and be like oh that oh that lady has an orange we were throwing it around i'm sorry did you get hit that lady are you kidding me i don't know i got born recently this seems different who are you you look different i like your haircut can i play with your cape can i put it on where's your dog can i pet your dog 
uh, yeah, this is O-Cake. Of course you can pet her. And then O-Cake like runs around happily playing with little kids. Sure, they're running after O-Cake and O-Cake is just poofing behind them. I'm like, oh man, look at this magic dog. This dog's so magic. Here, magic dog. And it throws the orange in the air and O-Cake jumps up and catches it. She like uh, blinks on top of their heads one by one. It's adorable. Yeah. Oh, hey, we're not really supposed to play with people's dogs who just randomly show up. I, I'm, my name's Inara. I'm, I'm from this clan. I've just, I've been away for a little while, uh, seeing the world, traveling, saving the world. That's no big deal. But, uh, wh- where is, where is the leader? Where's my mom? Well, if you really were one of the clan, um, what's our favorite thing to eat? Duh. Dad's oat cakes. The children look at you for a second and be like, I don't really know how you know that, but you must be. I guess you're one of us. Okay, let's go. And they all run down the hill, and one falls and just tumbles. <laughs> and uh, they run down to the main cooking area uh, with a big fire and a bunch of like makeshift uh, walks on it. And uh, you look up, and you see your dad. Uh, your dad is a little bit older than you remember. His hair is salt and pepper. His beard is like way longer than you remember. And he moves a little bit slower, but that's definitely your dad. Oh my god, dad, what is this beard choice you're making? Hey, I I don't want judgment from anybody. And he turns around and he sees you. I jump up and like spider hug him. Yeah, she's like, yeah, that's that's an, that is a very interesting haircut you have. Can I pull that off? You know what, dad? I think you can. And then uh, he hugs you for, and then for a long time. You guys just don't move for like five minutes. And I think that at this time, everyone starts coming around and all of your cousins and your aunts and your uncles who are now chastising your cousins for not knowing you. And uh, they no, all- Oh, no, it's fine. They're really suspicious. Good, good. Elder suspicious. Like, it's it's good. It's good. And they're like, oh, Inara, she's back from the big city and all her revenge. Oh, man, you miss Inara. Look at her haircut. It's different. Do you think I could pull that off? They Someone talk about your hair skateboard. a lot. Yeah. They talk, they're like, oh, man, look, look, look at all these things. Tell us everything. Did you fight the robot things? Was that you? That's wild. Someone's wearing my cape. Someone's found a dagger and I take it away from them. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little there's a little elf child running around and turning into a ghost and then unturning into a ghost. Yeah. Um, and then I turn around and I think my mom is holding Oatcake like an infant, like over her shoulder as if to burp him. And I'm like, I, I hope you don't mind that I brought a dog home, Mom. This is worth everything. Thank you. Oh. I now forgive you for leaving me and having fun adventures without me. I guess you're going to have to stay for a very long time to make up for it. Your haircut is interesting. Mom, I just, I'm so glad to be back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think you spent, how long do you want to spend in the Great Green? I think I'll spend a couple weeks there. I Mm. I don't want to go too, too long without um, visiting Tracy. And, you know, I write to Brink like every other day. But it's exciting for me to see new kids and people I left as toddlers are now like talking and having precocious opinions. And it, um, it feels really good to be back. I, I wanted so badly to see new things when I left at the beginning of all of this, but it's pretty amazing that I have somewhere like this to go home to. I think that you kind of lay out your plans and you're like, Oh, I'm going to stay for a few days. And you end up staying for a week. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, I'll, you know, I'll leave next Monday. The traffic's really bad at the end of the week. So it's good to start at the beginning. Exactly. But then you stay for another little while and then you're like, okay, fine. I'm actually going to leave this time. And I think that this is the day before you're about to leave. You've told all your stories to everybody multiple times. You talk about your haircut a lot. You talk about your skateboard a lot. 
you get like treads on your skateboard to make sure that you can actually use it yeah. <laughs> on the dirt. Um, I think it's your last night. Everyone, they make your favorite breakfast for dinner. Everyone makes Brenner. It's so much. And just oat cake. It's like an oat cake bar. Yeah. Like imagine you were making a crepe bar, but it's just for oat cakes. <laughs> it's delicious. I think at this point, your mom and your dad are sitting next to you and all the all of your siblings and your cousins are kind of just like off running around and they're jumping all over each other. And um, your dad says, so... You find any uh, oat cakes as good as mine out there? Not one, Dad. And I never baked any, but somehow you gave me just enough. Listen, a thousand oat cakes <laughs> is the proper amount. I just, I knew it. I know people just they they don't understand, but it was it was so crucial. And I want you to know that I have so much restraint not asking you about this until now, because I am not a prideful man. But thank you for letting me know. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Dad. Your mom hits him uh, with the back of a wooden spoon. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, what we actually wanted to know is, uh, what was it like? What was it like out there? It, It's so... You know, like you told us the stories and, and everything, and all those people sound fun. Uh I do not understand what Chad is, but I will. We'll get to that later. Um, like moss, but gel. Very big. But he's a human? He is whatever he wants to be. Okay, I'm going to have to ask you many questions. I still don't understand, so we're going to just go through the whole thing again. But that's that's what it's like, is so many people who are so different from me, and you find something in common, and you find a reason to care about each other, and it's so different from here where we are there for each other no matter what. And I know that I'll always have this. And if I need something, there are dozens of people who will ask me a bunch of invasive questions and and help out at the same time. But needing to choose that, needing to say to somebody, I care about you even though I don't have to, it really made me value what I have here. And I don't know appreciate family so much more and and finding my own doesn't mean that this isn't my family too I just I found a lot of people who care about me and and a lot more people to care about I knew you'd be alright you'd find a family wherever you went you just got a good head on your shoulders thanks mom and I I know I'm no I know clan leader like you but you know kind of led a revolution there I, I made a friend who wears suits that I think you would find really interesting. I just, I found reminders of you guys all over the place. And I, I didn't feel like I was gone. And your dad says, uh, also, uh, to demonstrate my restraint, I have not asked this until now. So you're dating anybody in between the adventures or just like you're a lone warrior type? Is that is that where the question ends? I'm not. <laughs> and we fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there is someone. Her her name is Brink or Brinksy or Brinks. Um, that's just that that's what I that's her last name, but that's what I call her. It's kind of it's it's sweet. Um, uh, and our entire face is red. Your dad thinks for a second and says, "Now, um, is that the same one as?" 
Brinksy. I love the Bachelorette tournament. It's I. I got it by mail every day. I, I couldn't stop. I did know this. This was a setup. It was very good. I am a man of restraint and pride, and I got you. Uh, come on, classic. <laughs> and OK licks my dad on the face. All right, I guess Sam, we're back with Sam and slash Tracy. What do you, uh, you're going back to Thistlefield? Yeah, I think if you were going to Thistlefield today, the first shop you would notice down the main drag on the left is Salmon's Tea Emporium. (laughs) What a name. (laughs) You know, it's a big like wooden sign with a bunch of gears on top of it and a fish overarching it. And if you walk in, the tea shop has been transformed. Tracy's been tinkering and feeling a lot more confident about um, with Robomancy and um, there's a lot of spare parts around. So um, if you walk in, you notice the first thing you notice is that the tea shop is entirely steampunk. Um, there's shelves of books everywhere full of like technical manuals and nursery rhyme books for children and detective novels. Um, there's a big fireplace in the corner. And every chair is the most comfortable chair you've ever sat in in your entire life. Do you take this tea shop over for Mr. Octavio? Or is this a totally new thing? And now you're rivals with Mr. Octavio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think with the money that Tracy still had left over from the adventure, he came in with a briefcase that he found somewhere on the side of the road. <laughs> Looked like a businessman. And then uh, tried to buy the tea shop from Mr. Octavio. So yeah, now you have Mr. Octavio. So that's what... Uh, that was the great, great turnover. You still have all of your regulars. Uh, Charlie the Halfling, the sentient horse who comes in, Jeremy, and uh, the Sanderson sisters come in all the time. And now you have this budding community in there. Yeah. And um, Tracy also closes the shop once a week on um, Mondays. He's become a bit of a, um, a creature of habit, of routine. He has taken to wearing tweed blazers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so every Monday he closes the shop for the full day and switches off between going to uh, Fidopolis to see Alonzo and Greg, to the Great Green to visit Inara, and other places along the city that he's never been before, Um, still exploring new spaces and um, writing about what he sees along the way. And uh, once a quarter, he also goes to Fidopolis to talk to the elders there. And he's really become an advocate for Warforged kind within the States. He's taken it upon himself to sort of build trust back with the rest of the, of the concentric States. So what what is it like being this known again, once again, but in a different way, as the only Warforged that exists, but now there's this, like, mythology of Tracy? So what is that like, like, in communication with memories of yourself that other people have? Although Inara has been pretty low-key, the stories of you two, and you three in general, uh, have definitely uh, spread around, especially in Fidopolis. I think for Salmon, it's it's painful at times, but peaceful for the other times. I think in his travels around the town, he's also started to try to write the history of Warforge as uh, accurately and as as, uh, completely as he possibly can. And so as he writes more and more of the history, his old life as Tracy starts to become more and more of a story for him too. Uh, one day 
Uh, it's about 9.30 in the morning, and uh, Jeremy is having his morning coffee, as always, up at the trough morning. that you've made for him. Tea? Does he get coffee no, at my tea shop? he gets coffee at the tea shop. He's a, he's a wild <laughs> horse, man. He cannot be tamed. I just have one, like, pour-over brewer just for him. Yeah, you just pour it all into a trough. <laughs> That's how he drinks it. Uh, he says, so, uh, did you hear that, uh, the champion, he's, uh, he's walking around Thistlefield. Did you see him? Uh, Alonso? Alonso Kiko? Yeah, I saw him. He was, uh, right over there. He was, uh, checking out the wares. I think he stayed in the, in the purple bed. You know, the inn. <laughs> the purple bed. Just the one. And uh, one real big purple bed. He got the purple bed. No, that that's really exciting. Maybe I'll go say hi to him. That's true. Maybe he'll ride me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Tracy walks over to the counter and says, Tally, you good to wash the shop? Throws the keys at Tally and then uh, walks over to the purple purple bed. Yeah, it's the purple bed. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, as you wanted to get out, uh, Tally is still a bag. So you just throw keys out of bag. He's <laughs> like, ah, this my leather suitcase will take care of the shop while I'm gone. Yeah, he's gotten a really reputation around town of being very eccentric. <laughs> yeah, you walk over to the purple bed, you open the door, and it's all dark. Usually it's lit up by, you know, the regular goings on of a bed and breakfast, but right now it's just totally dark. What do you do? Uh, hello? Alonzo? Shopkeep? Tracy, make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh, no. A uh, 10. Okay. <laughs> With a 10, all of a sudden the lights go on and Alonzo, Greg, and Inara jump out and say, Surprise! Ah, dear God, why would you do that? <laughs> Happy turning on day! Oh, my God. Thank you. Well, thank you guys so much. I... Holy crap. Uh, I didn't realize that was today. Greg gets out from underneath a blanket. Well, Tracy, uh, you're not really known for having a calendar, so we figured we'd do it for you. <laughs> this yeah, is true. We we got you cake and tea, and there's some breakfast. That's partly for me, too. Which I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Uh, and, and there's some oat cakes and some cupcakes and some fruit and bagel bar. <gasps> can, I, can I get pizza bagels? Hell yeah, you can. Yes. Alonzo's like, yeah, they tried really. They heard I was here, and then they put out five different bars of things. <laughs> I rejected the first four. It's just too much. This room is not big. It's not big enough. So, have you, listen, I don't know. You're like three people now. I don't know who you are. Um, you, you, you guys know who I am. Oh, yeah. It's Salmon and Tracy and... The root and shooting gunslinger of the with the champion. That's how I remember. That's how I called you. I made all those stories. It was very fun for me. <laughs> and I told about the time that you cut my leg open. That was also fun. Yeah, you um, were rooting and tooting there, weren't you? You've been ignoring my letters to come write that story down in the in my book. I would choose to omit it. <laughs> okay. I would not. This drama does not. <laughs> I would like it firsthand if we could get it. This drama does not concern me. Please leave me out of the narrative. Thank you. So yeah, I think that you guys have like a little a little party together in the bed and breakfast, just hanging out and talking. And I think this might be the first time that uh, they've come to Thistlefield. It seems it seems like you were you would spend a lot of time going to them. Yeah, and uh, halfway through the party, I run out real quickly, go back to the tea shop, and come back. And I am excitedly showing them all of the my new teas that I've gotten in. 
There's like silver needles and let me see this oolong. And uh, this one's like fermented for like two years. Whoa. I know. I am going to be so interested because it is your turning on day. Great. That's right, guys. Just like we discussed. Just like we discussed. Wink. Alonzo, you're not supposed to say wink. I have forgotten all of my skills. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys have your, your little party together. And I think that it's kind of winding down. and Everyone's really full from all of the bagels <laughs> you ate together. And Alonzo's sitting on the big purple bed. The purple bed. <laughs> and he's lounging there and he says... Is this weird? Do you do you think this is weird? The were, they were like the one bed. Yeah, I don't know how they stay in business. It is weird. It's a very really expensive weird. bed. It's a, I I could tell. It's really, the, only the champion could afford it. Then I'm glad I'm here. I meant like, is it weird that we're all still hanging out together? I feel like it's been so long. I mean, when I when I met you, you two and and Johnny, and you were just my my security guards, and. I mean, I wasn't even me for like three fifths of it. So I don't know. Is it weird? Does it feel weird to you? You don't have to be the same to still be friends. We're so different than we were back then. Greg, I hated you for for like a long time. And then I realized that you're awesome. I regret chopping your leg off. (laughs) And I'm definitely do not hate both of you. So we spent most of our friendship (laughs) <laughs> not being friends or in the same place and frankly forgetting about you a lot yeah but i could never forget about you now listen it's it's nice to have people around who knew you when you were different but you can still change and and like the new you y'all are the only ones that that have been around for for all all the stuff all the everything you're the only ones that we're the only ones that understand each other yeah like there are there are kids being born and starting to go to school who just know that that huge thing we just did as something that happened in the past like history mm. and it's important for us to i don't know be with each other and remember that it really mean, happened what are friends if not just you know a few folks who sit down to tea and bagels every once in a while yeah that's a good point Yeah, I think Alonzo thinks for a moment, and Greg's like, remember our wedding? That was weird. You guys should do a flower renewal. I could come. <gasps> okay, it could be a flower That's ball. such a good idea. I, both of them, <laughs> their eyes go like super wide, and they're both or, like, I, no, I don't. Listen, we're like just dating again. It's kind of, it's new. I understand. Again. No pressure. You could just quietly get to know each other and decide where your relationship is going to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool, nice. We yeah. definitely did not plan a surprise vow renewal. <laughs> Cake's wearing a tuxedo. We Oak would Cake's never, like... we would never surprise our friends, Tracy, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, has flowers in her mouth. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Oh no, she got Tracy's tea. Oh no, uh, the chamomile. Oh no, that's okay. It'll just make her a little tired. Yeah, I think uh, you were all sitting around and reminiscing and remembering all the fun times and the not so fun times and the stories and just shoveling bagels into your mouth. And uh, we pull back from the purple bed. We look out at the town of Thistlefield and we look up into the sky. It's this clear blue day, not a cloud in the sky. And for a moment, if you were looking for it, 
you might see a purple outline. And then it disappears. And that, my sweet children, is the end. It's time to sleep. My princes, my champions, my heroes. And surely as the sun rises in the east and the bombolates buzz as they fly, I'll see you tomorrow. Good night. Thank <laughs> you.